0: Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite, tell a friend, and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week was Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. The games coming out this week are Football Tactics & Glory, Lumini, Mosaic, Rugby 20, and Dream Ball. There are five games leaving Game Pass in January, so this is your last chance to play them for now those include tomb raider definitive edition middle earth shadow of mordor game of the year edition resident evil 4 and for xbox 360 saints row the third and tom clancy's the division and there are three games coming to xbox game pass for pc which include a plague tale innocence Grease, and children of morta now it's last week's biggest news stories and we have 10 to cover this week number one Phil Spencer confirms we'll be seeing Xbox at E3 this year, Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes. Sony caused a few ripples with their announcement that, for the second time in a row, they wouldn't be at E3. Phil Spencer meanwhile took to Twitter to confirm that Xbox will definitely be at the E3 event in June later this year. Phil tweeted, Our team is hard at work on E3. We look forward to sharing with all who love to play what's ahead for us. Our art form has consistently been propelled by the cross-section of creativity and technical progress. 2020 is a milestone year in that journey for Team Xbox. Hashtag Xbox E3, Hashtag E3 2020. This will lead off the stories for this week as it is just confirmation of what we all assume to be true, but as noted this week, Sony announced that they would not be at E3 2020. This allows Xbox to own the conversation during E3 and shine a spotlight on the Xbox Series X. Now the question remains, will we have another event before E3 2020 to give more information on the Xbox Series X? which it most likely seems like Sony will be having an event maybe in February or a little bit after and before E3 to announce the PS5 formally and display what that console will be. Number 2, Cyberpunk 2077 is complete and playable but delayed to September. Logan Plant at IGN writes, Earlier today, CD Projekt Red delayed the release of Cyberpunk 2077, from April to September 17th, 2020. In addition to the delay, the game developer made a statement on Twitter saying the game is quote, complete and playable, but there's still lots of work to be done, end quote. Even though the studio says the game is in a finished state, it was still delayed so the team can try and achieve that next level of polish. CD Projekt Red says they hope that taking the extra time can make the game the best it can be. A lot of games are currently being delayed out of the spring and falling to the fall 2020 holiday season, which is disappointing, but ultimately when we want to play these games in the best state that they can be. Delays are never a bad thing, just a disappointing thing, I cannot wait to get this game in my hands in September. Hopefully it does not get delayed any further. Number 3, another one. Marvel's Avengers Delayed will now assemble in September. Alex Havard at GamesRadar writes, Marvel's Avengers has been delayed to September 4th, 2020, with developer Crystal Dynamics explaining that it needs a little more time to quote, to deliver the ultimate Avengers gaming experience, end quote. The upcoming superhero action-adventure was previously scheduled to release on May 15th this year, but now has been pushed back for quote, additional development time, focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the high standards Marvel fans expect and deserve, end quote. In a post announcing the news on its website, Crystal Dynamics promised that the added weight would be worth it for true believers of the Marvel Universe, and teased that more of the game would be shown in the lead up to its new release date. I'm very intrigued by this game as I love Crystal Dynamics, and I love the Avengers and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but this game hasn't really shown me anything that makes me really want to play it. This is one of the games that I'll be waiting to see what the reviews are like, and it would have been nice to have in the spring, but again, delays are never bad, take all the time you need to make a good game. Number 4. Xbox game Studios' acquisitions are slowing, but Phil's still keen to expand into Asia. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, There's been some notable additions to Microsoft's Xbox Game Studios, most recently Psychonaut Studio Double Fine. What's more, some of Microsoft's recent job openings hint at their plans for Xbox Game Studios. They are hiring both for individual studios and for Xbox Game Studios as a whole, for directors to handle the PR of the Xbox Game Studios, a brand manager for services like Xbox Game Pass, and for a marketing manager to help with marketing strategies. All of this suggested a big focus on Xbox Game Studios and Microsoft exclusive services like Xbox Game Pass ahead of the release of their next-gen console Xbox Series X later this year. The total of Xbox Game Studios now stands at 15, but while Phil has said they've moved from acquisition mode to execution mode, It seems they're still open to acquisition opportunities. Spencer made these comments to Survivor, he noted that he was pleased with the geographic diversity that we've been growing with our studios, before going on to add, if you look at Asia we don't have any first party studios in Asia. I think that's an opportunity for us. He adds that Microsoft's fast paced acquisitions aren't simply an effort to snap up names and brands, it's not about a logo parade he says, or look at who we acquired this week but really about what games the studios are going to build. It's clear Spencer is excited about the games which Xbox Game Studios could produce, as he says that he thinks a strong growing first party is definitely part of our strategy. I'd love to see us continue to get new storytellers with new points of view into our first party portfolio." Another positive story for any Xbox gamer out there as they are continuing to look to diversifying their first party portfolio since it was clearly, clearly lacking this generation. Sony and Playstation just knocked it out of the park in terms of exclusives on the PS4 and Xbox One simply could not keep up. Number 5. Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer likely not playable until after 2021. Matt Kim at IGN writes, On the heels of the news that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed to September, CD Projekt Red's leadership also confirmed that the planned multiplayer should not be expected until after 2021. I wanted to include this little story for all the cyberpunk 2077 excited fans out there it seems like it'll be next gen since it's in 2021 but it is odd since cyberpunk 2077 is now launching in september likely one to three months before next gen consoles only time will tell number six pubg unveils new map as vikendi goes quote on vacation emma kent at gamer writes pubg season six is upon us so don't worry i've lost track two and with it pubg corp is introducing a significant amount of new content this includes a new map and weapons at the cost of saying goodbye to Vikendi for a while as the map has been temporarily removed from the public matchmaking. According to the patch notes, the new map Karakin is a small 2x2 kilometer island providing the tension of Miramar combined with the space of Sinu for 64 players at a time. There's a mixture of long range sniping in the mountains, tense urban combat, and claustrophobic underground scuffles to keep players on their toes. A couple of features make this map stand out for the crowd. The first being sticky bombs, a throwable which could be used on bench points to root out campers. Equally, campers can use them to create windows, while explorers may find them useful in discovering the map's secret areas. A little something for everyone. Kraken's main twist however is something called the black zone in which the landscape changes as you play. By this PUBG means the buildings will be randomly bombed when the siren goes off inside the purple circle. The hazard is random, towns and compounds can be undamaged, totally flattened, and everything in between. I think the in between means me. For all the PUBG fans out there, I was one at first, they brought the console, I was so excited and man does that not run great. Unfortunately, the newer battle royales and Apex Legends and Fortnite have subverted it in my opinion. It is cool to have a more military focused shooter, but PUBG does not keep up anymore and I do like to play it from time to time. Number 7, Sea of Thieves Update adds new Gilded Voyages, Reaper Chests, and Tomes of Fire. The latest Sea of Thieves Update Legends of the Sea has gone live today. It brings back Duke's Gilded Voyages along with a chance to earn double the gold for them as well as Ashen Cosmetics for finding Tomes of Fire. It also introduces Sea of Thieves' new push on player accomplishments with new character Umbra, who's asking pirates to locate and document player immortalizations. Stitcher Jim has vanished and Duke's back, hiding behind pillars in taverns across Sea of Thieves. He's offering new Gilded Voyages, a Voyage of Legends, a Gilded Gold Hoarder Voyage, and a Gilded Merchant Alliance Voyage, and a Gilded Order of Souls Voyage. Players can only choose one, but here's the option to get double gold rewards if you take the rewards to the excavation site on the Reaper's hideout instead of taking them to a trading companion for a reputation bonus. More content for all the Sea fans out there. Number 8, Fortnite's first update of 2020 adds weapon-side grading. Tom Phillips at Eurogamer writes, Fortnite's 11.4 update is now live, and with it comes a brand new feature, weapon-side grading. You've been able to upgrade weapon rarities at workbenches available across Fortnite's island since the start of Chapter 2, now you'll be able to pick a specialization too, allowing for a slightly wider weapon pool. To start with, this only extends to the assault rifle, which can be side graded to the heavy assault rifle in all non competitive playlists. But there's plenty of scope, no pun intended, for this feature to add more weapon types back into the game in future, for example, trading resources to side grade a pistol into a flint knock, a weapon currently languishing in Fortnite's vault. Just like the Sea of Thieves update, more content for all you Fortnite fans out there. Number 9. Fortnite's getting celebrity skins, starting with Ninja. Nicole Carpenter of Polygon writes, After years of asking Epic Games to give him his own skin in Fortnite, Tyler Ninja NinjaBlevins is getting his wish. The streamer has announced on Mixer that his Fortnite skin will be added to the game on January 16th, though he's currently playing games with it right now. The Ninja Fortnite skin is part of a series, The Icon Series, that he'll bring the artistic vision, personality, and attitude of top creators to Fortnite. Epic Games said in its announcement, The ninja outfit will be available on January 16th at 7pm, until January 19th at 8pm, as well as a few extras. Ninja's edge, back, bling, ninja-style emote, and a dual katana pickaxe. Neither Epic nor Ninja have said how much the items will cost. Again, more items and things to play with for all the hardcore ninja fans out there, and all the Fortnite fans that love new cosmetics. And number 10, you'll soon be able to see how Halo-like disintegration is for yourself. Tom Phillips at Eurogamer writes, Disintegration, the Halo-esque sci-fi shooter in the works from Bungie veteran Marcus Leto, will get a series of beta tests very soon. Closed beta tests will take place on both the 28th and 29th of January, before an open trial between January 31st and February 1st, all for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Two multiplayer modes will be available over the beta period, Retrieval, a Capture the Flag-like offering, and a familiar sounding capture point affair named Control. Signups for the closed beta are live now on the Disintegration website. This integration is the brainchild of Halo co-creator Leto and his new studio VI Interactive, set for launch sometime after April. This game was announced at Gamescom and it looked very cool and interesting, so I'm intrigued to see what the beta is like, and for all those interested in anything Halo, you might want to check it out as well. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is an E3 fun fact relating to Xbox. Matthew Bird at denofgeek.com writes, Sony held a wild party in 2001 the night before Microsoft's Xbox presentation. The theory was that the company was trying to ensure that people were too hungover to attend the Xbox show. Although it might not actually be a fact, I thought it was a funny little story coming out of that E3 in 2001. Interesting to see how these companies used to operate, if it's true. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I've started to play After Party, which I'm enjoying quite a bit, played some Call of Duty Modern Warfare with my friends, and finished up My Friend Pedro, which was just a fine game. My name is Brandon Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Broza93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.